Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 112 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration around your business and your money. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to understand the numbers from your business, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, and what determines how close you are to complete financial choice, and how to run your business without being in your business. Last week, we had Seth Green, a sharp young marketer who has a company called Marketing Domination for coaches and other professionals that puts your lead generation and client acquisition on autopilot. And I was very impressed on how I received a meal to eat for his virtual workshop. Today we have as our guest, Daniel Aaron. Daniel is a spiritual teacher, author, entrepreneur, yogi, and single father. He helps spiritual people who are craving more impact, vitality, money, contribution, to finally get their physical, earthly lives to match up to their vision, values, and potential. He's the best-selling author of The Art of Spiritual Leadership, 40 Laws to Transform Your Life and the World, and the founder of Living the Vibration of Vibrancy, a seven-week transformational program, also known as The Missing Manual for How to Live a Vibrant Life. Daniel lives on the island of Maui in Hawaii, and I've had the opportunity to get together with him in person when I was in Hawaii. Daniel, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. Rennie, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and glad to get the opportunity to connect again. You got it. Well, let's get right to it with some questions. So you want people to live a vibrant life. Why? <laughs> well, I would say simply because not doing so is is a shame. Like, you know, it hit me in my earliest days. I could barely walk and I looked around and I was like, some people are just shuffling through life, getting by, surviving, but it doesn't have to be that way. There's this incredible opportunity to have an amazing life, to feel fantastic, contribute to the world, live in our passion. So I don't know. I think it'd just be crazy not to. <laughs> That's a good enough reason. So now, one of the questions I always ask my guests, because I try and lead by example, I donate 100% of the profits from the work I do to various animal and veteran charities. So tell me, what cause or charity is most important to you that you support? Well, I guess beyond my uh, children, um, I would say what I did with my uh, book that you mentioned in the introduction, thank you is I donate $1 from every sale of that to a, an organization here, a not-for-profit organization called Aloha in Action. Um, and, and I really just love the vibe of the people, the founders of that. They're just such kind people and doing such good work across a, a real big range of needs. You know, and just Aloha means breath of life or love. Mm -hmm. And so they're helping people to get a better life or just, you know, get their heads above water. Ah, terrific. Um, and, you know, it's such a beautiful place and it's great to have your head above water in Hawaii. <laughs> true, true. Um, so now tell me, who are your, who, how would you define your target market? Who are the people that you 
want to attract and work with? Well, the way I put it, and I'll clarify because it might sound a little silly at first, but uh, spiritual people who are craving more, be that money, um, meaning, contribution, vitality, they, they know there's more possible. And I say silly because everybody's spiritual. Of course, if we're alive, if we're breathing, we're spiritual. Um, and then there are some people that lean or identify more towards spiritual. And oftentimes they have a bit of trouble with the business and finance side of things. Yeah, I, I have noticed that. As a matter of fact, I remember one of my early clients who was a uh, psychologist talking about he didn't realize what the connection was between his business and money and serving people. And it's sort of like, how do I phrase it? I, I explained to him, if you're not being profitable in your business, you won't be here to serve people. Exactly. Yeah. And that started the transformation for him. Well, now talking about transformation and changes, let me ask you a two-part question. What would you say was the biggest failure you experienced, whether personal or business? And the second part is, what was the insight you gained from that? Yeah, okay. Well, so many to choose from. That's exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the, well, the one that comes to me right now is, and this is a, also a little bit of a complicated response in some way, but I'd say that the biggest failure or one of them anyway, was when I built a brick and mortar yoga and wellness center living in Bali. And the reason I say it was a failure, it, it wasn't a failure on many levels because it has served a lot of people. I learned a lot. It was fantastic in many ways. Um, it, to me, it was a bit of a failure because it really took me off track from my destiny or my greatest contribution, dharma, ikigai, whatever word we use for it, my zone of genius. Um, and of course, obviously that's what happened. So that's what needed to happen, including the learnings in it. But you know, part of what motivated me for it, and it took me years to realize this, is I was doing really well in my life. I was plenty abundant. I was serving people, had more than enough. And then I had a daughter. And then I started getting a little worried. Like, well, what if not enough people come to my next event? What if there's not enough money sometime down in the future? And so I got into a bit of a fear mode. And then a friend of mine said, hey, why don't you open a center? You know, there's that's a great income model, blah, blah, blah. And, and it wasn't just that I was in fear. I was also, oh, that'd be fun. That'd be good. I could help people. But the, And it started in some way from a fear. So to me, that was one of the biggest lessons around the whole thing. It's funny because when I was 50, and I say this all the time, after a couple of divorces and a business failure and flat broke, I was looking at, oh my gosh, what's my life going to look like in 15 years from where I was at age 50? And it was the fear that put me into the action that transformed my life. So fear is not a bad thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Fear can be a great motivator, a great teacher. Exactly. So let, let me ask you another question. When you're working with these spiritual people who want more, could you say that there are typical feelings that they experience or common mistakes or problems that they have? Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, I'm thinking right now because I'm, I'm working with a bunch of clients in my six-figure spiritual entrepreneur program. And what I see really often is these spiritual people who have great values. They have, they, they've had insights. They've had breakthrough experiences. They really, in big hearts, they really want to do good in the world. And yet they've got these sort of mixed beliefs and old beliefs and untrue beliefs like, money's bad, you know, or if it's something spiritual, I shouldn't be charging money for it. Mm -hmm. um, or one of the most common ones we're working with a few people on right now is, well, if I'm doing something that's valuable, people will just come, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no marketing, right? Right. Or, or and, and including because marketing and sales, that's like, that's slimy somehow. That's bad stuff. You know, so a lot of our work is to say, no, it's it's being yourself and, and authentically sharing who you are and how you can help people. And and selling is how you can begin the transformation. It's how you can help them and, you know, make your business and your your vision sustainable. Fabulous. Uh, now, do you actually have a specific person or case study who showed up one way, went through working with you and ended up in a in a po more positive way do you have an actual case study you can give me uh sure yeah, yeah. we could go for lots of them I'll, I'll i'll come up with the one that's most recent because i actually spoke to this guy three days ago we had a phone conversation first time in a while i won't say his name because he's sort of teetering yeah. on some kind of fame at the moment and he started working with me like 10 years ago and when he came, in his words, nothing was working in his life. He was struggling financially. He was working at a job that was not fulfilling for him. Relationships weren't good. His health was getting worse. And, you know, where he is now is, was just so touching to me. He's become a famous yoga teacher in, you know, not far from you in that little town of LA, leads retreats and events around the world, has a great list of clients, is doing super well financially. And he just got courted by um, Apple to um, be like the, the one of the fa faces of their big new fitness program, which, you know, it sounds like it's going to be super exciting for him. So it's, yeah, it's just like, for me, it's so touching and beautiful to see where he's at now and he's just thriving and even better he's inspiring and helping so many other people yeah well now that absolutely sounds like a major transformation i want uh, that my listeners to be able to get a hold of you if they have more questions they want to know more do you have uh, some resource that you can provide Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, maybe the, the best one that would suit your audience or a way for us to begin a conversation, easy, helpful thing is my top 10 tips for vibrantly thriving. It's a little PDF e-guide um, and, and I made it short intentionally so that people can get it and implement it in their life and increase their vibrancy. Great. Do a favor for me and send a link by email, and I will add that to the show notes so that when anyone calls up the show notes, they can just click on it and get right to it. Absolutely, with pleasure. Now, is there a question that I should have asked you that would also give some great value to those who are listening? I didn't really speak about why, 
why I do what I do um, or how I got here. Well, um, kind of like in the beginning when I asked you the first question about why well, are you doing what you do? Yeah, why why be vibrantly alive? Yeah, yeah, I kind of um, you know you kind of touched on it, but is there another answer you would give me? Well, I guess I'll expound on that previous one, amplify a little bit. And I think you, especially with your proclivities in life, will appreciate this quotation. You probably know it. There's nothing sadder than a broke philanthropist. Yes, I, I know it and use it. <laughs> yeah, right. And And to me, that's such a beautiful metaphor also for the spiritual entrepreneur or the spiritual people who are craving more. Because this is the group of people that can bring more light, joy, love to the world. And if their business is not sustainable, if they're struggling, if they're in survival mode and contracted and they're worried, well, they're, they're giving the tiniest fraction of what they could to the world. And I don't know about you, but when I look around the, the world, I think we could do better. We could make this a better place, maybe just a little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you and I are both striving to do that. Daniel, thank you for being on my podcast. It was a pleasure to connect with you in this way. Well, likewise, Rennie, thank you. Thank you for the great work you're doing. You know, your information, your teaching has helped me a ton in, you know, creating more wealth and freedom in my life. And I know you're reaching and helping so many people with the podcast. It's, it's really beautiful. And I'm Honored to be with you and grateful to get the chance to connect with your audience. Uh, again, thank you, Daniel. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Next week, we're going to have Rob Dubin, who retired at age 42 and now trains corporate employees on how to be happy at work. And one of the most important parts of this is his near death with he and his wife in a snowstorm. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform, and please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice and philanthropy, and receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or money. And if you'd like to see how you can increase your wealth and donate to the causes that touch your heart, please check out our affordable program, Wealth with Purpose, on the wealthonanyincome.com website. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now. Mm -hmm.